Let me tell you about what happened last time on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. John's got his first, like, real battle and not just weird fight with his dad. John has fucked up morally. Wait, is this an episode of Better Podcasts? Shit! No, we can't, <laughs> we can't have sub-podcasts tra- like, uh, transcend multiple podcasts. Who knows? Who knows? Do you actually know, or am I... Or am... Well, of course I do. Okay. <laughs> I know everything. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm the I, Doc I... Scratch of this webcomic, and you don't even get that reference yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know so much, I can make references you don't understand! You regather your items and begin the soggy trek, mausoleum word. There is both rain and fire descending from the heavens. Yeah. That like, that is it is some apocalyptic shit. That fire, that forest fire, is like closer than I would want it to be. Yeah, well, I mean, she's in a bad situation. Now, exalt victory spoils are yours. It'd be a real shame if Dave broke his sword. You fire up the generator and drag a cord into the mausoleum. Hey, don't tell John this, but I think he might have been right about the puppets. Are you really my dead Nana? Of course, John. I have come back to help you on your journey through the medium. Your father was kidnapped above the medium, beyond the seven gates. Residing at the core of the Incessifier is a place known as Skya. For now, your objective is to proceed towards Skya and pass through the first gate, situated directly above your house. How am I supposed to get up there? You build! Welcome back to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. I'm still one of your hosts, Luke. And I'm still your other host, Ashley. Terrific. It, but in spite of things still being the same here, we're, we're facing a bold new world as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Because we are now recording in a post-Homestuck era. Well... It's over. Does Homestuck ever truly leave us? Well, so, I mean... Hmm... <laughs> That's that's the question, I guess. But uh, the the quote unquote ending of Homestuck is now out there. There's a panel in Homestuck that just says the end on it. And from what I gather, you both kind of don't believe that that is the end, and also are not maybe a fan. <laughs> well, so when it first went up, I kind of didn't believe it was the end. It was very much like, oh, okay, this is a cool setup to start the ending. Let's get going. Oh. Oh, it's over. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, and but in the time since then, he has semi-confirmed that that is the ending. He has said he's going to put some epilogue stuff up eventually, but that he is in no hurry to do so. Uh, yeah, I mm, don't think it's a very good ending. Well, I guess we'll get to that eventually. We'll get to it eventually. I'm actually curious how. Um, you think of it once we get there. Um, and I'm curious how I think of it once I see it in context and not, like, after waiting a year to see it. Mm-hmm. See if it, like, flows better when it's more connected to the stuff that went behind it. It kind of feels like it skipped a lot of stuff that would have been nice to know about, though. Mm. Kind of feels like it was setting up for the finale and then just flash-forwarded to after the finale and they won. Oh. 
Yeah. Spoiler, I guess. Well, don't... I, I feel comp, I feel okay giving light spoilers about that, considering by the time we get there, this uh, conversation will be long forgotten. Probably. <laughs> uh, well, at, this, at that point, they will be having the, the Homestuck movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, boy. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Starring Dante Bosco. <laughs> Starring Dante Bosco. Do you think he'll be John or Dave? Uh, hmm. I, I have a good feeling about who he'd play, but it'd be a spoiler. Oh. Well, I mean, like, obviously, like, there are, you know, the, I, I've heard of the character that is based off of him. Well, have you heard about the character that is him? Yeah, also. Okay. <laughs> because there's definitely a scene of Andrew Hussey making out with Dante Bosco. Yep. <laughs> this but comic's I, weird. Yeah, it it is, but I was I was more thinking that you know at the beginning you have to, and he could do more voices, right? That's true. I, I also I am assuming that the Homestuck movie would be animated because how how else could you? Yeah, that's yeah, animated would make the most sense. Uh, but all that's still far far away, uh, far beyond the horizon line from where we're at now, Ashley. Because mm-hmm. where we're at now is in the medium getting some exposition dumped on us by Nana Sprite. Yeah. She's, she's explained some basic things about the structure of the game that somewhere high above John's house, there's a magical world called Skya that's the cradle of all creative energy in the universe. And to get there, John's got to build his house up to pass through the seven spirograph gates above him. And get up there and somehow there's also like a fight between good and evil that the good people are gonna lose and it's not clear what that's got to do with anything there's a chessboard. there is a chessboard also yeah uh and john's dad got kidnapped by the evil people uh who are harlequins yeah yeah because john put a harlequin doll into his uh colonel sprite before coming into the game everything in the game got uh Harlequinified. That that is the. It, it's a middling Harley Quinn poison epic fan fiction. <laughs> Harlequinified. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, good joke. I, well, hmm, I won't go that far. <laughs> Usually when I say good joke on a podcast, it just means that it was not a good joke. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were, I think, right in the middle of this this exposition. Uh, and normally I would say, hey, give us the next command. But the next command is just next with an exclamation point. Yeah, it's just next. So let's just go on in. John's sure happy that he finally understands a shred of what's going on. I, I think we are, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, I think I get it now. So I guess the battle between good and evil is sort of irrelevant? Well, I don't know. That all sounds kind of weird, but in any case, we build the house to get to those gates, and then I can save my dad. Yes, John. And then after that, we solve this ultimate riddle thing and save the Earth from destruction. Oh, no, I'm afraid not. Oh, yeah, she did also mention something about solving the ultimate riddle. Yeah. I don't think she made any gesture towards what the ultimate riddle is. No, it's like Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so next, uh, the next command is just next. No. 
<laughs> I like his dance just slowing down. I can totally imagine the music. I'm like... Burr, 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 burr. Oh, now you said that, and I'm going to have to edit it in to be <laughs> that way. <laughs> Your planet is done for, dear. There's nothing you can do about that. Oh. Your purpose is so much more important than saving that silly old planet, though. And that is? <laughs> yes, I will have to agree with the float hag about that. That's not nice. Yeah. John, you're such a good boy. I know you'll succeed. Thanks, Nana. You are a good boy, and good boys deserve treats. Hooray! I'm going to go bake you some cookies. Uh... So Nana has, has passed through the wall and left some ectoplasm on uh, the poster of Con Air. Yeah, all over Nick Cage's face. Yep. The hag mentioned cookies. Pursue her! Oh, God damn it. That's just what you need. More bait goods. Just John clutching his head while visions of the Betty Crocker logo pulls behind him. Yeah. He does not seem happy about this. No. I mean, like, that's what, you know, nanas do. They, they bake you things. Yeah, but John's been having... He's had, like, 17 birthday cakes today. Yeah, that's true. John, you do not say no to cookies. I command you to get them. You totally abjure the hell out of that idea. You're so busy abjuring, you don't even notice Rose has been trying to pester you this whole time. Rose, hit John in the head with box to get his attention. You give John a swift drubbing in the noggin, but he's undeterred. This is some fit he's throwing. Next. And we're back with Rose, who does not look amused. Perhaps you will take this spare moment to contemplate the Nana Sprite's strange tale. It may also behoove you to record your thoughts on these developments in your GameFAQs walkthrough slash journal. It can be hard finding time to update it. In fact, you're not even sure where you found the time to write what's already there. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of text, and she really has not any downtime. Uh, next. Oh, is that so, Jaspers? And just who do you think you're looking at with that smug grin? The last thing you need is sass from a dead cat. It's pretty much all his fault you're in this mess in the first place, so he can just button it. That, that may be a bit harsh. Yeah, well, Rose is under a lot of stress right now. Okay, true. John, cookies, now. You refuse outright. This impudence is insufferable. Go get the cookies. Well, when you put it so politely, how can John decline? He is just screaming into a pillow now. John, you are stupid. You really need to work on your manners. Stupid, stupid, dumb. That's not a command. It's nothing. It's stupid. You're stupid. John has now just gone to the corner of the screen, just flipping off the camera. Yes. For the last time, I command you to get the cookies, boy. It's not gonna happen, buddy. Uh, he's stomping. Yeah, he is. Everything in his room shaking around. Years in the future. Uh, but really not enough to write home about. An agitated finger slips mid-keystroke. Yeah, so uh, early he's on... He's the caps locks on. Yeah. <laughs> early on, before the, when he said, for the last time I command you, the midway through command, the caps lock went off. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, we didn't... I, yeah, this is an audio medium, and that kind of thing does not translate without us drawing no. attention to it. <laughs> Unless they're reading along with us, which, that would be nuts. That would be a little nuts. Uh, and going by this link, apparently turning off the caps lock on uh, the keyboard also, like, turned off the lock on one of these hatches in the <laughs> facility. 
revealing a whole treasure trove of canned goods and a giant book on human etiquette. That image of the human etiquette book reminds me of a lot of some of the stuff from Problem Sleuth. That's because it's directly cribbed from Problem Sleuth. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's the thing that, uh... It was something where, like, when Problem Sleuth used good diplomacy, he got, like, jewels inside of that scepter. Yeah. And then at some point, Ace Dick just beat somebody to death with his scepter instead of using good manners. Oh, God, I love Problem Sleuth. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good, yeah. My favorite kind of out-of-context spoiler for Problem Sleuth is Ace Dick is three people. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and they all fuse into one person. And also there, there's... Uh, and also how Fiesta Dick feels kind of bad about being a racist character. <laughs> yes, yeah, he doesn't see why people keep drawing attention to his Mexican heritage, which yeah. he doesn't have. Just has a sombrero on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I joked about it earlier, I've had multiple people tell me that they want to re, uh, read Homestuck and may use this podcast as a... Oh, that's that's incredible. As a guide. Uh, let's, let's go next. Let's go next. Oh, no. <sighs> Here we go. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's another game FAQ. It is another game FAQ that Rose has written. She's just, she types a lot. She types a lot. We skipped the last time she typed out a lot, right? Yeah. Should we, I mean, this seems like it is a, a, like, collation of information we just got. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily need to spend this much time re-talking about it. Hey, go fuck yourself, Fast Luke. This is a comprehensive podcast. I am reading this thing from the future and editing it in. Here we go! The long and short. The medium, too. I may have been a bit hasty in advising you not to bother with the prototyping process. If I spared any detail, it was only to optimize your chances of survival. And if you find yourself begrudging the absence of certain instructions, which, if followed, would have resulted in your demise, then I guess that makes two of us. Otherwise, you're welcome. But the fact appears to be that prototyping the kernel sprite before making your getaway may offer the only opportunity to exercise control over your new environment, a place known as the medium. Also, if prototyped with one or two sufficiently, albeit loosely, humanoid and or sentient elements, living or otherwise, it offers the chance to have all this explained to you by an apparitional guide through whatever sort of cryptic, sketchy doublespeak your choice of prototyping elements and genders. In lieu of this, you may be forced to settle for my clear, thorough explanations and assiduous dissection of raw data. Again, don't mention it. If you've made it to the medium with an unmolested vanilla sprite, well, I've already covered the bad news about this missed opportunity, and I will go into this further soon. Though to what extent this actually is bad news, I'm not sure. I know only the result of my co-player's current configuration, wherein the sprite was prototyped once before the departure and once after. Which brings us to the good news, which is that you can still prototype after your departure and salvage the massively rewarding experience of haggling with an exposition-slinging phantom guide, so long as you avoid prototyping with terribly inert items such as a brass door knocker and your father's pornography collection. Actually, that might be interesting. If you're struck by the spirit of such experimentation, please don't hesitate to contact me about it. So, 
Yes, you can enhance your sprite in this way, but doing so after your departure will no longer induce this effect on the medium I alluded to. That can only be accomplished with one or more pre-departure prototypings. In fact, we can extrapolate there are only so many ways to prototype a sprite. Here's a prototyping in relation to departure. Both before, one before, one after, both after, only one, either before or after, and none. Those occurring before will affect the medium through the kernel's hatching process, and your guide, i.e. the sprite. Those occurring after will only affect the sprite. The effects this process has on the medium, or more globally, the incipisphere, are still vague to me. They have to do with flavoring the forces you'll struggle against, and generally, all forces at odds with each other in this realm. It's given me some insight into the nature of the game, which again I derive through extrapolation. We appear to be engaging in an instance of a dimension with a highly flexible set parameters, and a series of objectives surrounding an equally flexible mythological framework. This framework seems to begin as a sort of blank template, and evolves with the player's actions, and likely evolves with the addition of more host-client connections, and thus more prototype kernels. I regret to say I can't be much more specific than that without loosely extrapolating further. There are plenty of questions that have occurred to me, however. Questions concerning the kernel sprite, which I've raised implicitly already, such as what's the effect of an unprototyped kernel in the medium? Or a doubly prototyped kernel, for that matter? And even more salient are questions about this dimension itself. Do all players worldwide make it to this dimension if they successfully complete their departure? Or is a unique blank instance of the dimension created for each new player? I have no evidence, but instinct tells me it's closer to the latter situation. There's no indication of any other players present in this realm. Alterations in the realm seem singularly centered on the actions of my co-player and myself. If I had to stake anything on it, I would guess every separate client-server pair activates its own fresh copy of an Incipisphere, or a unique session, if you will. But the quantity of players is a further complication which invites more questions. It seems the game was designed to suit two players most naturally, the server and the client. But through a mishap, my co-player and I have slipped out of the obvious tandem arrangement, and the only logical course of action to continue playing is to string a daisy chain of server-client connections together, until presumably the chain is complete. Theoretically, we could complete this chain with only one other player, functioning as the server to my client, and the client to my current co-player server, assuming he can recover it. The strange thing is, though, in our instance of this dimension, there are four receptacles for divided kernels, not three. Does this mean we're destined to have a four-player chain? How could the game know such a thing? Perhaps it does, and if this proves to be the case, I trust I'll be sufficiently numbed to the realization. I can consider nothing about this game surprising at this point. And in fact, from the first moments of play, it managed to deviate so far from my expectations that I completely forgot what my original purpose with it was. I had chances to test some information I obtained on good authority during the prototyping phase, but it completely slipped my mind. Instead, the game's catacombs securing the dark, twisting paths to necromancy were blundered into rather on accident. But perhaps you don't need to know any of this. <sighs> Rethink organization? Lead maybe waist-deep logaraic sludge. Trim down. Blech. Uh, she's just talking about how, like, the items you choose to kernel to uh, prototype your sprite with will influence what the uh, medium looks like. 
Like, we talked about with the Harlequins and how mm-hmm. you probably want to prototype something that can talk, since apparently the their basically work is Navi in a Zelda game, giving you hints on how to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she talks about how there's a few different permutations of how you can use a kernel sprite, because you could prototype it twice before you go into the medium, one before and one after, uh, do both after you get in, do it only one time ever, or never do it at all. And, uh, I don't think she, I mean, she doesn't have the information to explain how all of those different things would have different effects on the game, but all those different things would have different effects on the game, Ashley. (gasps) We're gonna learn all about it in the ensuing 5,000 pages. Well, this will be fun. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I I am gonna look real quick at the end where she's. I like that instead of deleting what she's written, she's just used strike through tags on it. Well, uh, it, it both works for you know like being quick and also to for yeah. us the reader to see what right. she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So she's talking about how there's four different places to put the kernels. The strange thing, though, in our instance of this dimension, there are four receptacles for divided kernels, not three. Damn it, past Luke, I just read all of that. Logaric sludge? Ooh, that's... I'm usually pretty good with words. I don't know that one. Logoric? Yeah, Logoric seems right. You got any idea? Nope. Let's let's go to the dictionary! (laughs) Uh, Pathologically incoherent. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. She's not finished with this yet. Jeez, cut her some slack. Maybe you should go bug someone else for a while. Or at the very least, some when else. Months in the past, but not many. Oh, we're at Rose's house at, uh, like, wintertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. She's typing at somebody. Uh, alright, so this is a pester log between Gigi and Rose. Which do you want to take? Uh, I'll take Rose. Okay. Hi, happy birthday, Rose! Hello, and thanks. Did you get John's present yet? Uh, I just opened it this very moment. What <laughs> my a... GG voice is not very distinct from my John voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but... <laughs> I just opened it this very moment. What a stunning coincidence. You'd ask about it now. I am stunned. Yeah, I know! What do you make with it? And who said it was something from which which something else could be made? Well, John did tell me what it was, duh. I suppose I'd take a stab at learning the crafts. It's the least I can do response to the whole subtle dig concealed in his gesture. Kevin tells me I need a ho- new hobby when I make perfectly reasonable analytical remarks. Oh, but Rose, I don't think he meant anything like that by it. You see, not everyone always means the opposite of what they say the way you and Dave always do. Maybe. His birthday is in a few months, isn't it? Yep. I finally finished a present for him. I've been working on it for years. Years? It's so hard to tell when you're joking. Or if you're even capable of it. <laughs> I just mailed it too, so it's sure to get there on time. Mail takes a while to get anywhere from here. I'll probably craft something with strong sentimental value. That should burn him. I don't think you really mean that. I guess not. So shall I expect a green package dropped to my house via airmail from whatever screwball candy globe you're tucked into? Uh, no. Sorry, but you're sort of hard to shop for. Besides, I have something for you today that I think you'll like better than something in a box. By the way, not hard to shop for, just hard shop for. 
Oh, that's true. I I corrected his grammar mistake intrinsically. Oh? It's a tip! This is already intriguing enough to compensate for the grave scarcity of lavish gifts parachuting from the sky. Please go on. Did you have a pet a long time ago that died? Uh, yes. Okay, well, how did you feel about your cat? Did you love him a lot? Okay, well, I didn't mention it was a cat or that it was male, so... Let's pretend I'm surprised and you're embarrassed and move on. The answer question, I would describe my feelings toward the animal as lukewarm. Um, okay, that's fine. It doesn't really matter, I think. Just, what if someone told you you could play a game that would bring him back to life? If someone told me that, I would regard that remark with a great deal of skepticism. If that someone was you, on the other hand, then I would have to ask peremptorily, is that someone you? Yes, that someone's me! I just thought you might find it interesting. So what is this game? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying is all. I think you'll hear about it later, and maybe you can talk to John and Dave about it. They're way more into all that stuff than I am. I'll see what the word on the street is about it in due time. For now, I should probably order a copy of Knitting for Assholes. It'd be a shame if I ran late with John's present. So the entire reason Rose is playing Spurb in the first place is to bring her kitty cat back to life. Aww. Also, Gigi's still real psychic. That yep. hasn't stopped. No. <laughs> uh, Dave, get Katana. You capture log the Katana and prepare to venture out into the apartment to retrieve your bro's copy of the game. But first, maybe, just maybe... Dave, retrieve dead bird. <sighs> Dude, that bird is long gone. It probably won't last long in this heat anyway. You don't even know what's up with this sick heat. The sun threatens to set but won't step off. It's staring you down like the big red eye of a hot needle skipping on a groove it's tracing around the earth. While lingering in midair, its heat seems to suspend time itself, stretching it like warped vinyl. It's meant to rain this season, but there ain't been a drop in sight. Even a little drizzle would help. Maybe help to fizzle this sizzle a little bizzle. Set the record straight on this global turn tizzle. So don't change the dizzle, turn it up a little. I got a living room full of fine dime brizzles waiting on the pizzle, the dizzle and the shizzle. G's to the bizzack, now ladies, here we gizzo. When the pimp's in the crib ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. English romantic poet John Keats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure John Keats said that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, the, also, it's raining meteors in whatever city Dave lives in. Yeah. That seems bad. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like Boston. Uh, so I actually know, and I don't think it's a spoiler, uh, John lives in the suburbs of Seattle. Dave lives in, I think, Austin, Texas? It's either Austin or Houston, I forget which. Mm. And uh, Rose lives in Massachusetts. So okay. y- you got the right state for one of them. No, okay. Yeah. And then Gigi lives in a different place. Yeah, I vaguely remember where Gigi lives. Okay, yeah. Then I won't be cagey about it. It's just a tropical island in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Dave, exit your room and go into the living room. He's gotta take a creepy pimp marionette down to get there. Sorry, little dude. Coming through. Gotta put you down for a bit. You figure you left him hanging long enough. Dave, hastily into the room with wild abandon. You barge in and see a familiar face. A friendly face. Looks like Mr. T. It does. Next. It's Mr. T in, like, BDSM underwear. Yeah. You stand in the living room. 
Your bro spends most of his days in here. At night he crashes on the futon over there. You don't see him anywhere, though. There's the puppet chest he stores Lil Cal in when he takes him out on gigs. But when he's home, he usually leaves Cal on display somewhere. And with good reason. Cal is totally sweet. So sweet. Man. Also in this uh, picture, you uh, messaged me earlier last week and uh, had some questions about uh, a new product that was on sale through Homestuck's merchandise store. Yeah. Uh, this little puppet fella that we're seeing in this frame here. I don't, I don't know if I like that puppet fella. Yeah, that's a, that's a smuppet. Is, is that... So... Uh-huh. Bit like a mop, bit like a muppet. I think it's more... Bit, it's a puppet, but smutty. I, I could guess. Yeah. I could guess. Yeah. Uh, Dave paid a fool. It's your brother's Mr. T puppet, which of course is kept in the apartment with a sense of profound humorous irony. But as usual with your bro's exploits, this is no ordinary irony, or anything close to a pedestrian tier one ironic gesture, which is a meager single step removed from sincerity. This is like ten levels of irony removed from the original joke. It might have been funny like eight years ago to joke about Mr. T and how he was sort of lame, but that was the very thing that made him awesome and badass. And that his awesomeness was also sort of the joke. But in this case, the joke is the joke. And that degree of irony itself is also the joke. And so on. Only highly adept satirical ninjas like you and your bro can appreciate stuff like this. It's cool taking stuff that other people think is funny but you know really isn't, and making it funny again by adding subtle strata of irony, which are utterly undetectable to the untrained eye. Also, for good measure, Mr. T is wearing a leather thong and handcuffed to a pantsless Chuck Norris puppet. God, you hope you can be as good as your bro at this someday. You'd never tell him that, though. Uh, let's find little Cal and give him fist bumps. Cal's nowhere in sight. All you see is a bunch of your bro's weird nude puppets strewn around haphazardly. You... You guess these things are kind of cool? Sort of? I'm starting to question the irony of the puppets. Yeah... End of the Smuppets. Yeah. Let's play a game on the Xbox. Looks like your bro is playing. It's not like him to leave in the middle of some totally intense gaming. Not like him to misplace Cal, either. Man, you hope the little guy's alright. This is an incredible image on this television, and I want to play this game. Uh, I think Just... this is Dark Souls. <laughs> Just a, a man skateboarding through a crowd of Pringles and Doritos. Uh, and there's a, another man skateboarding to the right. Yes. Uh, we also see several uh, images of Gonzo from the Muppets. The yeah, Muppet Babies, specifically. Of... Yeah, Muppet Babies. We got one of Kermit riding Gonzo like a horsey, and one of Gonzo laying on the ground with his big uh, hot dog-shaped nose in the air, but it's been blurred out. Yep. In a way that suggests things about that Muppet baby that maybe were better off left not suggested? Yeah. 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 Listen. <laughs> as an expert on Totally Spies, I know enough about weird fetishes to s start seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe this is not... This did not require the, uh, the top-tier detective work. <laughs> well, to be fair, no, neither does Totally Spies. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, next. Oh, there you are, dude. Didn't see you there. We be chill today, Cal? Yeah, you better fucking believe we be chill. Cal is the man. 
I'm like positive you. Yep, he definitely wasn't in that position. Last panel. Yep. Cow is a, a bit weird. Yeah. Also, there's some more pictures of puppets with blurred out parts that make it seem way dirtier than it would be otherwise. <laughs> yep. Uh, do you want to talk? What you want to describe, little cow? Yeah, oh, sure, we probably should. Lil Cal is like a ventriloquist dummy uh, with like very pronounced cheekbones that have like red dots uh, to represent rosy cheeks. It has a single gold tooth, very like like shiny marble eyes, a backwards cap. Its main clothing is like a pinstripe orange suit with a little bow tie. Which is probably but, what like the it was wearing originally before it was yeah. modified right uh and then over that it's got a blue t-shirt that says cal on it and like a gold medallion so here's another weird part of me i have owned puppets <laughs> okay. so i i know Tell about me more. <laughs> i know about modifying puppets that where they're originally you know they are built with clothes right and then like having to modify them for various purposes sure what what were the puppets for? Um, I, I, I don't know. I went through a phase where I just like thought puppets were interesting and cool. Okay. I, w- I watched like a lot of like Muppet and Sesame Street documentaries. Oh sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can I can get behind that. Uh, and so like I made and I was also making films, so I made some weird films with puppets. Okay. And then I kind of just fell out of it. <laughs> right, right, right. You didn't uh, continue to buy more and more and leave naked puppets like scattered. Yeah, no, your... I did not go to this level. I wonder okay. when Andrew Hussey made this panel, if he was like, someday, <laughs> someday these puppets will be real. He does, uh, at some point someone did make him a real little cow doll. Yeah, I, I've seen photos of cosplay as little cow and like real little cows. Yeah. Both are horrifying. Yes. Yes, they are. Like, you know, the it is pretty easy to cosplay as all of these other characters. Right. Just, you know... T-shirt, jeans. Yeah. But Lil Cal, that takes a little something special. Yeah. Yeah. And to what end, really? Like, that's a lot of work to uh, produce a result that I don't think anyone wants to see. I I think there are people. Well, okay. That most people don't want to see. (laughs) Both of us should know. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dave, resist great urge to play Bros Xbox. You fail to resist the urge. You start thrashing up stunts something uncanny brutal on your quest for mad snacks, yo, and get this way rude hunger under control. Shit is basically flying off the hook. It's like shit wants nothing to do with that hook. The hook is dead to that shit. But you get stuck in some poorly modeled 3D fixture or something. Like a railing or piece of a wall? I'll have to reset. Fuck this shit. Just Tony Hawk, but instead of collecting the letters to spell skate, you're collecting Doritos. Yeah, that, that is specifically Tony Hawk Downhill. Oh, is that is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, I never really looked at this panel that closely. I just assumed, uh, probably just a photo of a skate park or something. But no, I can see now, you're right. That is a 3D modeled world. I, I, was re- I just recently did a... Okay, I was, I was about to excuse myself for this also weird knowledge base I have, but... I know that Giant Bomb did a quick look of Tony Hawk Downhill and that this was one of the levels they played. Oh, okay. That happened like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, that's fine. It's okay. 
If you, like, Th- this we are, is a safe place. Yeah, I mean, if this podcast isn't a place to talk about things that you have a pointlessly encyclopedic memory about, I don't know what is. Okay. This entire podcast is about me showing off my pointless encyclopedic memory about a webcomic. Okay, once we get... I, I, I was informed that there are lesbians, and once we get to that, then I will truly shine. Uh, I mean, okay. the good news is, yes, there are lesbians. The bad news is it's a long ways away. I will bide my time. Okay. <laughs> let's give let's give Luke... Uh, yeah, so uh, there is a, a real-life picture of a guy... Yeah, uh, glitch, just, like glitching on a yeah. through a wall, just kind of having a little seizure in the middle of a wall. Yeah, I, I, yeah. As somebody who's played a lot of skate, that looks right. Yeah, more or less. Let's let's give Lil Cow a, fi- a bro fist bump. Bump. Oh man, you almost forgot. Gotta give the sea man some props. You gotta. I wonder if he is holding up the Lil Cow hand. Yeah, because this is just a panel of two fists bumping. Bump. Next. Oh, there we go. Yep, there we go. He is holding up the fist. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew Hussey, from the past. <laughs> from the distant, distant past. Let's check out your bro's sweet gear. Your bro has so much sweet gear, it's hard to keep up with it all sometimes. Here's his computer setup. He's usually got a lot of stuff cooking on here at any given moment. Since he's not around, you may as well sneak a peep. Yeah, he's just got, like, giant, like, subwoofers everywhere. He's got... A poster that just says Hustle and Fuzz with some, like, Muppets uh, with some, like, wrapper attire. Yeah. Uh, let's look at your brother's computer. He's got a login screen that's just a pair of anime glasses and a baseball cap and it says, Oh, hell no, with a yeah. text field for a password. Your bro's computer is password protected, of course, to protect all the incredible top secret shit he's got on the burners. Of course, you know what the password is, and he knows you know it. And you're both cool with that, because the password is the most awesome thing it can be. Next. So, we never actually are told the password, but we can see that it's six characters. Do you have a guess? Um, I'm doing a lot of counting my fingers right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't. Uh, it's Lil' Cal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Irony. Oh, sure. That would work, too. But then that is not six letters. You enter the password. On the desktop is a hodgepodge of unnamed folders to store all the stuff he's working on. No one can decipher his organization system but him. He also tends to use the application Complete Bullshit to keep up with the ludicrous amount of websites and news feeds he monitors to stay hip to the scene. And we also have a thing of Delirious Biznasty. Yeah, which is a play on uh, John's dad's preferred social media platform, Serious Business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, his desktop, as we always like to talk about, yeah, uh, is a bit more chaotic than the others. Yeah, it's got a very complicated background art and just unnamed new folders and random places all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I know a lot of artist friends who... I, I know a lot of my mom that has a desktop like this. About I, I, I being more, like, the creative minds? Sure. Rather than, like, doesn't really know how computers work? Yeah, it can be both. It, it, it can be but It can be. Yeah. Let's open complete bullshit. This is complete bullshit. It's the complete bullshit congr- content aggregator. Uh, do you remember content aggregators? Are they still a thing? I don't um, feel like they're still a thing. I th- less so. I guess RSS feeds are still a thing, and that's kind of the same deal. 
Like, I think they just, like, over time morphed into, like, Reddit. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. Where, um, like, people... Instead of people getting paid to aggregate the content... Yeah. They, they People just do it for themselves. Yeah, this is... Uh, the screen is a metric ton of just vertical lines of different neon colors, and as he mouses over them, he can see different... Like, they expand out to be random news stories... At some point, someone actually, uh, like, programmed this as a content aggregator that you could use. Uh, this uh, is also, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, there's a Tumblr theme that is exactly this. Oh, is it? That's good. <laughs> and, like, it, it's, going back to irony, like, it is right on the edge of, like, it doesn't look enough like this for me to go, like, oh, it is one-to-one, you know, someone yeah. made a reference. Yeah. But also, uh, it is too close to it. There is absolutely no reason to strain your eyes trying to read this, but if you do, you can see that amongst some of this stuff are news stories about the world being destroyed by meteors. Hmm. That's some good backgrounds. Yeah. Background stuff. Like, it's not just Lorem Ipsum stuff. It is relevant content. Uh, I just see the one about comics. Yeah, that's one of the main ones. Comic number five. Sweet Bro comes through. Uh, oh, it's for Sweet Bro and Hell and Jeff. Yeah, well, let's, well, let's check if Sweet Bro and Hell and Jeff has a sweet update. Let's do it. Your bro keeps up with your projects in his aggregator, just like you keep up with his. He's tuned into your various blogs, and of course, Sweet Bro and Hell and Jeff. You navigate to the latest comic in one of the many bullshit feed bands. Uh, this is a, this is a classic SBAHJ. Yeah, he's going for the dunk. Yeah, bro, I got a ticket for the big game. It's sports. What, what is your, what are your feeling? Is the sport man known as big game or just rock? Uh, I, I kind of, I'm trying to remember. What, what do you subscribe to? Gosh, I think it's got to be the big man. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Although there is a later on thing, uh, ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's it's not even that it's a spoiler; it's that it's would require way too much explanation for way too minor of a joke. Okay, uh, let's mouse over the orange strip containing plush rump. Another one of your bro's many ironic websites. The difference here is he rakes in thousands of dollars a month through this enterprise. Smuppets are a multi-billion-dollar-a-year enterprise, and it's awfully hard to resist taking a firm squeeze from the plump udder of that cash cow. Uh, so, we've gone from suspecting to just knowing at this point. Yeah. Uh, live puppet chat 24-7, gallery, live video, marionette, bunraku, plush, foam, felt, Marote, Senor Wences, Chin Face, Finger Puppet, Puppets, 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 with just a bunch of different colored plush butts. Boy. Yeah. 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 And then there's a chat function yes. where it's just a lot of people talking about asses. Yeah. But there's a lot of give to that ass. Bounce a coin off it. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Bet that coin will take a good nap there. Oh. <laughs> That the, the main puppet on the puppet cams is really not liking him. Yeah, it's like a semi-realistic looking puppet that's just kind of freaking out. Yeah, that is right on the uncanny valley for me. Yeah, yeah. And then there's just a man, like, looking surprised as he keeps touching the, the trunk of an elephant. And at this point, we are heavily primed to see anything 
even vaguely phallic as incredibly disgusting. Yes. To me, like, the, the real MVP of this page is the finger puppet subsection. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a premium pun. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's stop wasting time and let's look for bro's beta. You guys should mess around on his computer long enough. Better get a move on before it's too late for Rose, or worse yet, your bro catches you. But my god, the rumps. They're transfixing. You know this is ironic and all, and your bro reaches echelons of irony you can only dream of daring to fathom, but on rare occasions, when your guard's down, it all seems just a tad unsettling to you. And this is an incredible image of... Just yeah. Dave staring mouth agape with puppet butts reflected in his sunglasses. And they, they move. Yes. Oh, they move. Yes, they do. Oh, look, Kyle's moved. It's, uh... No, no sorry, uh, next. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Little Kyle's next to him all of a sudden. Uh, next. Oh, uh... Hey. Hey there, Cal. Zooming in on Little Cal makes him even worse, because... Yep. Unlike everything else in this comic that is very alias to give it that, you know, MS Paint look, his eyes look like Photoshop gradients mm-hmm. in a way that, like, they don't look realistic, but they look more realistic than anything else in the comic, and it makes them the worst thing ever. Okay, I'm going to drop an Undertale spoiler right now. Okay. They, it, it is similar to Photoshop Flowey, where it is not realistic, yes. but just more realistic than the rest of the... Thing to make yeah. it horrifyingly disturbing. 100%. Uh, let's give little Cal a nervous fist bump. His fist just shakingly approaching little Cal's fist. Uh, next. Dave is really starting to take stock of his surroundings, and you're sort of starting to flip the fuck out. Without losing your cool, of course. Yeah, this is... I, I feel like Dave is learning things about his brother. Yeah. That finally the, the the it has come to a point where he cannot look away. Yeah, I feel like once we saw uh Rose's relationship with her mom, it was like surely none of these other kids can be as in as possibly an abusive situation as her. And then we immediately go to Dave who's trapped in a creepy sex dungeon with his brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is above ground. That's not a dungeon. I guess is that uh, is that a requirement for dungeons? For me, it is. All right, fair enough. Well, let's pester John to ease your nerves. You get Egbert on the line again to give him the lowdown on your progress. You feel it's important to keep the wires hot, but he's not answering. I wonder what that guy's up to. Uh, next. Hey, what's up? What happened with the monster that is totally, definitely in your room? Did you kill it? Where are you, man? Anyway, uh, things are cool here. Totally cool. Puppets are still awesome. No problems with them or anything. Like. Just really, really awesome. Next. Looks like Rose has finally logged in again. Didn't John say her house was burning down? You wonder if she's on fire yet or what? Let's pester Rose.
But it's really so much more than that So give Homestuck a chance